How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into another episode of Suncast. As always, I am your host, Reagan Harrell. We've got a great episode for y'all today. I'm going to keep it short with just me on the solo part, mostly because I have a great interview with Coach Gabriel Rutledge, part the head coach of this red, red, scalding hot warrior team out of Babson Park. They had a great weekend, wins over Ave Maria in a double overtime classic i mean what what a game we'll talk a little bit more about that then they beat the their big rivals warner it was a big week for rivalries of course we're going to get down and dirty with what happened in miami gardens we've got winners i got three winners for this week that's what we're going to do we're going to do three winners and we're going to get over to myself and coach rutledge should we start up here should we start in polk county or should we start down south because i got three winners for basketball i got two on the men's side and I got one on the women's side. They were the big, big winners. You could throw in another on the women's side. You could throw in Weber because, hey, the girls in the Bab are not done yet. We've talked a lot about the Warriors men's basketball team. Don't look now. <laughs> a team that coming into the year, a lot of people had winning the Sun Conference. A lot of people, they were the popular pick. They were the coach's pick to win the Sun Conference. It's been a rough start for Coach Grady Morrell's side. But they picked it up, a win over the previous number two team in the conference, Warner. And then a win over Ave Maria, another strong team. Don't look now. This Warrior team could very well be on the come up and looking to make a run in a conference tournament. And as I've said, men's and women's, a conference tournament's going to be wide open. And Warrior gets in, if the Warriors get in, the way they're playing, I would not count them out at all. So I guess we, we can stay in Babson Park, and we'll start off with this men's basketball side. Look, if you had to put a gun to my, if you put a gun to my head and I had to pick a team to win, the conference and win the conference tournament. Or let's let's just start with finish out the regular season. Win, win the regular season. I think it's tough to pick against this Warriors team. You look at their last their previous performances. You take out the St. Thomas blowout, which again, a little bit of an asterisk. St. Thomas is playing great basketball. We're gonna get into them get into them in a second. Yeah, that short rest for Weber, long rest for St. Thomas, didn't work out. And if y'all did not watch that Weber-Warner men's basketball game the other night, you missed out on a treat. And I would have, if you are a Weber or Warner student and you were not in the stands, well, shame on you. Because you missed an incredible, incredible atmosphere. I feel like a lot of the home games, it's going to be tough to win in Babson Park the rest of the way. Because now, that was the most students that Weber has had. They're winning. It's beat Warner. That's a huge win. Got Southeastern coming up. St. Thomas has got, got to come to town at the end of the year. Whew. It's going to be tough to win the side-by center. And I will be on the call the rest of the year. Can't wait for that. Speaking of on the call, your boy's about to be back on the call for baseball. Ladies and gentlemen, baseball is right around the corner. We're going to have previews, baseball and softball, Sun Conference previews next week. Still got a lot of basketball to talk about. Talked, to, talked about a minute ago, another big winner of the weekend, St. Thomas. Look, they're keeping pace right up with Weber, and they've gotten healthy. And they have got a dangerous guard duo. We talked about Weber's guard duo before. Tion Martin. But, I mean, y'all know, know the main guy in Weber. Kashawn Stokes has been incredible. But, you look down at Miami Garns, pretty good guard duo themselves. Dalen Dean, Milton Matthews. And how about, how about Kyle Feldman coming off the bench? Seven of nine shooting off the bench. Seven rebounds, five assists. Have a day, young fella. 
Not bad in the Battle of Miami Gardens. They ran Florida Memorial out of the building. Florida Memorial has got, has got to finish this season strong to get into the tournament. Because, again, they're a team. They could win it if they get All you got to do is get in. That's the goal. Everybody's goal right now should be get one through six in men's basketball. Because there, there ain't much of a difference between one through eight in this conference. Uh, one through seven. It's close. St. Thomas men's basketball won the weekend along with Weber's men's basketball. Because anytime you can go and beat your rival the way, I can say both these teams, you know, mostly the way St. Thomas did, now they're back, they're healthier. St. Thomas is going to be a dangerous team down the stretch. We'll stick in Miami Gardens and we'll go about 10 minutes down the road for our last and third or I guess fourth because we threw in Weber women's basketball as well. Florida Memorial Women's Basketball, they're starting to sink their teeth into this regular season title. Almost everything that could have gone right for them this week, it did. Weber beat Warner, huge. Weber beat Ave, huge. They beat St. Thomas, that was a big one. They had to do that. If they did that alone, it would have been a great weekend for them. On top of the help they got out of Babson Park, whew, great weekend for Florida Memorial. Right, that was short and sweet. Uh, I don't have a whole lot more to get into, uh, you know, housekeeping-wise. Yeah. <laughs> Calm before the storm, ladies and gentlemen. Calm before the storm. Because after this next week, everybody's back in football now, working out with football, whether football starts back. You know, everybody's going to get back excited for doing that. Across the Sun Conference already. Seems like football... I think it's one of the more year-round sports. It's crazy. Of course, we won't be covering anything spring going on unless we have you know any big transfer news or anything like that. Baseball season's here. I'm so excited. God, I love it. Baseball season's here. Uh, on next week's episode, a little bit of preview for y'all. I uh, alluded to it a couple minutes ago. We are going to have full baseball and softball preseason. Uh, we're going to look ahead at that. If you want to hear more of the Sun Conference side, you can kind of get a sneak peek at that over at NAISB. Did, uh, did that episode. It was actually the first episode. God, I'm having so much fun with NAI softball. This is going to be a fun year. Fun year covering NAI softball and covering Sun Conference. Baseball, softball, basketball is coming to an end. We're we'll keep our eye out on track and field, of course. Tennis, covering that. All right. So... That's all good for me, ladies and gentlemen. So, y'all, I hope y'all had a great weekend. Hope y'all are having a great Sunday, getting ready to watch some NFL playoff action. That's what I'm getting ready to do. So, without further ado, I'm going to kick it over to myself and Weber International men's basketball coach Gabriel Rutledge. Uh, one more thing. There is There was a little bit of an audio issue at the beginning of the podcast or beginning of the interview. Uh, you hear my mic go out. You can still kind of hear me on there. My mic did go out, unfortunately for one question uh and then after that we got back we just switched to a one mic yeah new system trying to get get used to everything but yeah we got that fixed and it's a great interview great long interview about 30 minutes long so without further ado kick it over to myself and coach rutledge y'all have a good one all right welcome on a very special guest to the show it is head weber international university men's basketball coach gabriel rutledge coach you're off to a great start. Again, just thank you so much for taking some time out of your very busy day. Obviously, a huge game coming up uh, tomorrow. Uh, I guess it'll be yesterday when everybody's listening to this because we'll, we'll post this on Friday's episode. 
Big one against Warner University. Uh, Coach, just first off, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, sir, absolutely. And like I said, thank you so much for taking time out of your day, coming out here, coming on the podcast. Coach, you, you've been the head coach at Weber for three years now. Before that, the Warriors hadn't gone above 500 since 2013. You know, when you first got here, what were some of the first things that you knew you'd have to establish for this program? Oh, great question. Um, so I came back as an assistant in 2016 and did a couple of years as an assistant. So I was able to kind of you know, start having my fingerprints on the program a little bit. Um, but really, as I took over as a head coach, um, my, my biggest goal was just to develop some some overall toughness and um, grind. Um, that's what, it, you know, the mindset at Weber is. Um, guys that are just kind of really focused on um, being able to, you know, do the things that you do well and everyone buying into, you know, our individual goals and our individual roles um, to be able to build team success. So that was – that was kind of my, you know, number one mindset um, taking over the program is just um, really building guys that really believe in the program, um, willing to, you know, really buy into the grind of um, a basketball season. Um, basketball is a special sport considering it's such a long season. Um, a lot of your other sports that are a little bit shorter, um, you know, you kind of really, you know, ask athletes to play at a peak performance over a shorter period of time where basketball, it, you know, it's sometimes six, you know, six, seven months where you really got to kind of, build guys up and be able to maintain success. Um, so my, my mindset from day one was always just trying to get guys to really believe in the program, um, understand my direction of the program, and then um, really just kind of, you know, every year kind of build off of that. Um, we didn't have the early successes that I wanted to in my first two years, but, you know, this, this year, um, you know, really got a really good group of guys that are really buying into um, not only their own individual success, but also our team success. Yeah, there's no doubt the first couple of years, not exactly what you wa wanted, what a lot of people want to see from the Warriors. But this year has been excellent. Obviously, a lot of basketball left to be played. But through 18 games, y'all are 12-6. and six. Best start since, you know, when you were uh, a player here. And trust me, we're going to get more into your playing days <laughs> here, here in a little bit. But can you tell us a little bit about what makes this team different besides a you know, certain number three who we'll also be talking about? Um, yeah, talent definitely, you know, made a big impact this year. Um, we went out, you know, really focused in our, you know, recruiting class, um, getting guys that are, you know, not only talented, but guys that are good people. Um, so that's, that's definitely been, you know, number one thing in, um, in this year's team. You know, a bunch of group of guys that love being around each other. Um, you know, when we go on road trips, you know, they're always hanging out together. Um, so that's kind of been our number one impact is um, really good group of guys that are, you know, buying into each other, um, competing every day in practice. Um, but I agree. I mean, it, it's, you know, if you got talent, um, especially in the sport of basketball, if you got talent, um, you know, you kind of give yourself a chance to win. Um, but it helps when guys really kind of believe into each other, um, believe in their own individual roles, and then, you know, really understand, you know, if you're successful um, at playing your style and our style of basketball, then, you know, you can find ways to win games. Yeah, a lot of that, you know, individual success, it comes from a couple certain of new guys uh, we can go with one guy besides the main number three with besides Stokes you know, Ori's really fun to see and a different style of player from Iceland three-point shooter but let's let's be honest a big reason a big player for y'all this year and one of the best players not only in the conference but in the NAIA Kashan Stokes he has been lights out for y'all this year coach can you talk to us a little bit about Kashan and what he means to the Warrior program yeah, um, Kayshawn's definitely a special player. Um, you know, early on in the year, he was kind of really buying into or, you know, really just trying to kind of figure out 
um, his role. Um, it's kind of probably will say that's why he struggled a little bit in the beginning of the year. Um, but once he kind of really started fitting himself in and understanding his importance to the team, um, and not just on the scoring side of the basketball, but um, he's probably one of the better defenders at his position in the league. Um, so, he, you know, he, he definitely allows us, you know, to be that, you know, guy who can push us in the right direction. Um, and it was definitely something that we kind of talked about in our recruiting cycle, um, getting a guy who, you know, everyone can, can really believe in. Because, you know, in the game of basketball, you know, it's, it's good to have, you know, guys who fit certain roles. But you have a special guy like Kayshawn who steps on the floor. He kind of gives everyone that belief, like we have an out opportunity. We have, you know, we have a chance to win no matter, you know, being at Coastal and you're down 20, you know, and they come out playing extremely well. Um, and he kind of just starts, you know, being able to chip away at it and, and, and make shots. Um, and then this last week when, you know, Ave came here and he came out and he started making shots that we hadn't seen earlier in the year. Um, again, it just kind of gives you that belief of um, having a guy, you know, the best player on the floor and, you know, really being able to take over games when we need them. Um, so it, it's definitely been great to see his development throughout the year. Um, you know, like I said, early on in the year, he was, you know, still trying to figure it out. Um, being a Division One transfer was, you know, really only playing about 12 to 15 minutes a game. Um, and then once he got here, he started realizing, like, okay, I, I can't be that guy again um, that really allowed him to kind of really start developing. And it, it started in practice every day. You know, we just kind of, you know, stayed in his ear. Um, kept him motivated, you know, showed him ways that he can continue to grow and develop. And, you know, after the Christmas break, he really started, you know, growing a little bit and really starting to take over games. So it's, you know, it's definitely exciting to see his growth and his development. Yeah, sir, you talked to, talked about that stretch against Thomas, against Ave, and then at Coastal Georgia, down 20. To me, that kind of seemed like a, a turning point of the season where it was like, okay, this is not only a team that is vastly improved from the last couple of years, this is a team that could very well win the Sun Conference. Now, I've said plenty of times on here, I think that men's basketball is the most competitive sport that I've seen so far in the Sun Conference. Uh, talk to us a little bit uh, about that stretch or if there was like a specific time that you looked at this team was like, oh, okay, this team is completely different from the last couple of years and is a team that can compete in the Sun. Yeah, so it started a little bit before that, um, before the Christmas break. Um, we played Doan and uh, Mount Marty here um, in a little um, tournament style. Um, and the way we were playing defense, um, and we started making some shots. Um, and at that time, Ori was a little under the weather, so he missed two games. But I saw guys step up in his absence, and the way we were playing defense, and it really started to show. And to be honest with you, the style of play that I kind of coach, um, our newcomers really it usually takes, you know, I always tell guys all the time, it's usually going to take you till November, um, December before you really start buying into, and not even really buying into it, but really understanding and grasping um, the concepts in which we play at. Um, so I always kind of know, hey, you know, usually around that November, December time, um, those new guys, those new transfers or incoming freshmen are always going to kick in around that time. Um, so that's when it really started showing a little bit. Um, the way we were playing, how hard we were playing on the defensive end, guys stepping up and making shots. Um, but then we came back from the from Christmas break, um, being, be, being able to have a little time off, seeing some family, and that's usually in the sport of basketball. That kind of always gives us a little bit more energy. Um, but then we came back, and, and we battled on the road, and we won some close games um, at the Southern States um, Challenge. And it really started, guys really started you know, understanding, like, okay, 
you know, it's, it's always going to have to be ready for my moment. And it was something that we kind of preached um, throughout that time, being able to say, hey, man, it, you know, we just got to be ready for your moment. Everyone's going to have that moment um, and, and really be able to create those opportunities. And then, you know, it really just started, you know, growing in that confidence. And it, that stretch was tough. I'm be honest, we were playing six games in 11 days, so I knew it was going to be tough on us. Um, but but because it was so tough, you know, you, you were playing games so quickly, you didn't really have time to, you know, really focus on the mistakes. It was always about um, learning, growing, and then just being ready for the next one and being ready for the next one and being ready for the next one. Sometimes in the game of basketball, when you have that, you know, quick turnaround, you're really able to kind of just shake it all off or learn from it, grow from it, use that momentum like we were doing, um, use that momentum and continue to keep playing well. So that's kind of what we were, you know, kind of hoping that we were able to do, and it was very exciting. Um, but we still got a lot of work to do. Absolutely got a lot of work to do. I love how you ended that one because there is a lot of work to do in the Sun Conference. If you ask me to just objectively, you know, take the big old W that I usually wear on my chest off and ask me who will win this conference, it's, it is really a complete toss-up. And, you know, these the, the people that list, listen to Suncast, they are about tired of me saying it. So can you talk, talk to them and tell them a little bit about the Sun Conference basketball and just what makes it so competitive? Um, yeah, it's, it's, to me, it's all about the talent that's in the conference. Um, obviously, Riley at Southeastern is a very special player. Um, I think he got player of the week again this week. Um, but, you know, the improvements that, the, you know, talent level at Thomas, they've, they've made um, big fella inside. Um, is playing extremely well. You know, he's doing very similar to what Kayshawn did for us, where, um, you know, he's allowing them to just play at another higher level um, and build, you know, confidence around them. You know, Thomas is playing extremely well on the defensive end, like always. Um, but to me, the conference is, you know, all about uh, all about talent. Um, obviously, you know, we just took a tough one at St. Thomas. Um, but again, you know, they got they got their best player back um, this week, and you know, they're playing extremely well. So. Um, I always tell people, you know, it's it's hard to win in this league, and um, it's it's a lot of times it's you know it's because you know there's a lot of talent, um, a lot of teams that are hungry to do you know special things. So, you know, if you're going to be successful in this league, not only um, do you got to be able to make shots, but you know you got to have talent, and then you got to buy into the defensive end. Yeah, you said there there are a lot of hungry teams, and we've seen that a lot this year. Teams that were projected, and Weber included, to finish towards the bottom of the standings. Y'all and Thomas are now 1-2. St. Thomas, I feel like, was a team more projected to finish in the top to mid middle part of the conference. But even still, this conference has, and in basketball is completely shifted. I mean, you look at what happened this past week. Four teams that were top higher seeds go to the weekend and lose to lower seeds. The, the the main one being Coastal Georgia, who's eighth and ninth place in the conference right now, just took out Thomas. It was good for us. It definitely helped us a, a little bit to get back in, into it. But, Coach, let's talk a little bit more uh, about the fact that you are back at your alma mater. You're where you played college basketball at. Tell us just a little bit about how much that means to you to be back here in Babson Park and leading men that are not only doing the same thing you did, but they're doing it where you did it at. Um, yeah, it's extremely important for me. Um, you know, I always tell guys all the time, um, you know, Weber's definitely a special place to be successful at um, because it, it is such a grind. Um, you know, we may not always have um, the most nicest things, but, we, you know, we got guys who are, you know, here and are hungry, um, want to compete, want to do something special. Um, so, you know, for me as a coach or as a head coach, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely something special. Um, but it also helps because, 
I know how tough it is. Um, you know, we've had, when I was a player, we had some successful years and we had some, some not successful years. Um, but, you know, it, it's nice to be back and be able to lead. I tell guys all the time, you know, I know what it takes because I sat in those same classrooms. I had some of those same professors. Um, I was doing some of the same work. Um, it might have been, you know, 10, 15 years ago, but um, I was doing that same same assignments um, that you guys are doing now. So, you know, it's definitely it's definitely something special. Um, you know, it's definitely something that motivates me um, to, to want to see us be successful. Um, but, I, I again, I know how hard it is, not only in this conference, but um, in the NAI just to, to kind of build that success and, you know, keep that success. Yeah. Speaking of also your playing days, we look back, you were something you and I both have in common. We are 6A state champs. I won it at football up in Georgia. You won it down here in Florida, 2009 6A state championship. Uh, you had a great career as a warrior. From what I've heard um, from through the grapevine, for you maybe a coach or two here, you were a pretty hard-nosed player here, here at Weber. Uh, I think that, that was a nicer term. <laughs> you were a, a grimy player. Tell us a little bit about your playing style back in the day, your role uh, in the college, maybe even the high school lineup, and maybe even a player comparison. Oh, that's tough because the game has definitely changed um, <laughs> since I played. No more uh, big men hitting the boards like it Yeah, definitely not. Um, but, you know, I, I enjoy playing here. Um, you know, it was it was some up and down years. We, we definitely grew. Um, I think my senior year was our most successful year. We finished second in conference, um, had some special players on those teams. Um, but for me, yeah, you know, if you had, to, I guess if you did have to describe my playing style, um, you know, I was always willing to do the dirty work, was always willing to put my, my body on the line. I was an undersized big at the time, so I always kind of understood, um, you know, I had to work twice as hard as the next guy. Um, don't let my size fool me now. Um, I was about a buck 85, a buck 89 if I worked real hard in the weight room um, that week. Um, so I understood, you know, I, I had to work really hard, um, especially, you know, the, the play down low um, back when, you know, there was a 6'10", 6'9", guy at every position, especially the 4 and the 5. Um, so, you know, I, I definitely took pride in, in playing hard, um, definitely took pride in playing um, defense. Um, you know, I was, you know, motivated myself to always be a really good leader. Um, my teammates knew how hard I was going to work every day. Um, I try to keep that same mindset as a, as a coach, but sometimes it, it overwhelms me because, you know, I'll kick a guy out of drill every now and then if I feel, if I feel like he's not as working hard as his teammates. Um, so, it's, it's, you know, it's definitely a mindset I've kept. Um, I took pride in rebounding. You know, I tell guys now, um, you know, rebounding is probably not as tough because guys don't crash as hard or guys aren't as physical as the game. It's a little bit more skill level now. Um, but, it's, you know, it's definitely something that I took pride in. Um, you definitely got to take pride in, in it. If you want to be the all-time leading rebounder here at Weber, um, so I tell guys all the time, you know, good luck trying to beat that record because if you ever get close, um, you might see a sub come to the table. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I definitely took pride in playing hard, playing you know, playing defense, and you know, being a great leader. Yeah, I mean, great defense and something that you said there was putting your body on the line, which there's no doubt. I mean, the numbers don't lie about that. And if y'all don't believe me, I want y'all to listen to the stat line from 2000. Oh, th this is a good one. This is a good stat. I got some, I got some other ones we'll get into and crack some jokes in a minute. But 2011, check out a game against Ave Maria, nine points, 16 rebounds. Now, that's not a, a bad, bad day of work. But the more impressive thing, when you talk about putting your body on the line, is an overtime game. You didn't come out. You remember that one? 65 minutes. 
Can you please tell us, uh, do you remember how the legs felt after that one? Uh, I'm going to be honest. Um, I, don't, I don't remember because I probably was just moving at that. At, at 65 minutes, I probably was just into the game. I was probably just moving around. I don't know how hard I could play at 65 minutes. But um, just to build off of that a little bit, um, I, you know, in, in basketball, you always have your, you know, your 30 seconds or you have your full timeouts. And for me to be able to play at that you know, many minutes, um, I used to always cheat and do some things like go sit down and be like, oh, I'll tell the referee, like, no, 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 I'm subbed out, I'm subbed out, and it'd be a 30-second timeout just for me to go sit down. Um, or my head coach would pick up a trick, and he would um, – it'd be a 30-second timeout, and everybody would stand, and I would get to sit, and then they would every, everyone would just block the referee. And, you know, I would do little things like that just to be able to um, – I never wanted to come off the floor, so I, I would try to – um, be in the best shape, um, you know, p push myself every day in practice to be in and stay in great shape um, just because I always felt like if I wasn't on the floor, then if we missed a rebound or if we missed a possession on the defensive end, um, it was it was my responsibility, you know, to be be on the floor. Um, so that night, I, I don't know, that, that's probably a long night, probably a long trip back um, to Weber, definitely probably iced um, and, and definitely try to take care of my body the next day. Yeah, I just think it's hilarious because I look at that. I mean, look, look, look let's be honest. Yeah, I, I'm a punter. I, I go out there a couple times a game, do my little – I do the rugby style. I'll run a little bit, but then I just get the ball out. I have to get, get my tail back to the side of 65 minutes. is insane. But let's talk about some of those other stat lines we got here. Coach, if you – there were 18 times when you played at Weber, if you would have reached 10 points in the game, you would have had a double-double. You, eight, you you left 18 double-doubles on the court. So, my, my main oh, – hold on, I got one more stat line. This one, first game, 2011, zero points, 21 rebounds. Coach, that might be the most impressive big man, just grinded out stat line I've ever seen. Uh, but I, I got a serious question for you, though. Now, right now, Coach Rutledge, if you were talking to yourself, the player, just about your free throw percentage, <laughs> what would that conversation look like? Uh – Find a way, find some time to stay in the gym, um, get get a couple more free throws up. Um, but yeah, no, nah, it, it would just be to just to stay motivated, um, stay hungry, um, find that little extra time to stay in the gym, get a couple more shots up. Um, but it, it's 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 definitely it's it's it was something that you know I I kind of focused on as a player, knowing like hey late game situation you want to make sure you can step up. Um, percentage wasn't great, but I promise you, if you ever go back and look, um, when I made my free throws, it was always when they mattered. Um, so, you know, I was definitely a player that, you know, maybe wasn't at the highest percentage in the world, but I definitely could step up to the line and make them when they counted. Well, that's all that matters. That clutching really is all that matters, especially in the sport of basketball. Coach, you have, you've had a great career coaching uh, and playing as well. Can you just tell us a little bit about, you know, maybe specifically your playing days or some of your favorite memories as a Warrior? Oh, that's easy. Um, it was always on the road, you know, hanging out with your teammates, um, spending time in the locker room, um, cracking jokes, um, spending time in the dorm room, you know, playing video games, um, especially for like again for the sport of basketball. Um, we we played through the summer, or through the winter break, so a lot of times when all the other students are going home for the break, um, men's basketball, the only men's basketball, women's basketball, they're really the only two sports that are still only on campus. So that's. A lot of times, that's the time when we spend time um, as a group. Um, we do different things. We, we, you know, we used to go out, um, but it would definitely be just you know the memories I made with my teammates, 
um, the relationships I made with my teammates, you know, lasting relationships, you know, a lot of those guys are still reaching out to this day um, as we, you know, had a, having a, you know, good year this year. They're reaching out, um, congratulating me, reaching out, um, talking about, you know, some of the memories we made, um, you know, good years, bad years. Um, and to be honest with you, I, my number one message is always, hey, man, I'm doing for you guys. Um, the guys who, you know, who grinded throughout, you know, the years, who, you know, had up and down playing careers, but definitely kind of bought in um, to what we were building at Weber. Um, guys who, you know, sacrificed time, money, um, just being able to be able to play at Weber. Um, so, you know, it, it was definitely always, you know, having great memories with your teammates. Um, being successful at my, my senior year was definitely a great year. Um, I think we beat the number two and the number three team in the nation in the same week. Um, back when Kaiser was still called Northwood, um, beat Embry-Riddle when they were in our league. So we, you know, it was definitely winning some, you know, big-time basketball games, um, but also building those relationships with your teammates. And I tell the guys all the time, hey, if you if you find a way to be successful, um, especially here at Weber, um, the fans will definitely come out and support you. Um, you know, we, you know, with, with us being, you know, a lot of athletes here on campus, um, people always want to see, you know, see success and want to be a part of success. So. This year's definitely been and, and is still um, pretty successful for us. Um, so we just kind of want to keep building off of that and, you know, watching the fans come out and support us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, college sports, we, we, we play it and we go through it. And, you know, I'm sure you can speak, speak on it more looking back on it. It just seems like it's just a blip of time. But the relationships that we do, that winning, winning is, of course, the nice. You know, getting to win the championship. At, at the end of the year, there's only one team that gets to celebrate a conference championship every year. And there's only one team in the nation that ends the year happy. And that's just the way it is for all, all sports. And you know, being able to build those relationships, and now as a coach, you're being able to see your guys do it. I mean, just how special is that to you seeing your guys build those relationships the way you did? Yeah, it's definitely you know one of my priorities as a head coach. Um, so we do different things, especially early on in the year, um, some team bonding activities that we do to, to help build those relationships. And then you know, you know, we always try to bring them over to my house. My wife will cook dinner for them. Um, you know do different things like that, um, have them over, um, take away their cell phones when we go out to dinner, just so they kind of, you know, build that atmosphere where they're just kind of having those conversations with each other. Um, you know, we, we start practice off, you know, a different way where guys are speaking positivity to each other every single day, um, just to be able to continue to build those relationships. Because again, um, not only is basketball tough, but sports in general are tough. Um, you know, that grind of just kind of, you know, trying to be perfect, trying to compete every single day. Um, so those relationships are very important because um, when, when, when you're not successful or when you're, you're, you're dealing with up and down, um, really you need your teammates to, to kind of lean on um, to support you. Um, to Even when you're, you're successful, you know, you want to be able to be around people who are proud of your success. Um, so we, we really try to build that family atmosphere within our program um, and then just, you know, really try to believe in it and not just kind of say it but also um, do different activities or, or really speak on it every day to – allow guys to to really believe in it and not just kind of talk about it and forget about it just because you know it, it's on a t-shirt or something like that well i don't think there's any doubt you, that you have built a program that is moving in the right direction you know on the court the product has been amazing you know i've been able to be, be on the broadcast the last couple of games and just can't wait to keep doing that 
with Jeff. I'm also going to keep looking over to see, see if Kashawn maybe kind of takes a <laughs> sit down one of these 30 second timeouts to see, see if that, that's something we see uh, on there. I'm like, I think Coach got a little trick up his sleeve, trying to get Kashawn a little bit of rest here. Uh, but, but, Coach, once again, uh, y'all having a great year. I'm a full believer in what you're doing. Uh, I, I talked about with uh, Coach Buck for the, with the Weber softball program last week. I think Weber athletics as a whole is you know, moving in the right direction. We looked softball, baseball last year, both World Series appearances for the first times in program history. Football has made great strides from what they were this year compared to years past. Uh, other sports are making great improvements, in, including basketball. Can you just talk a little bit about what Weber has been doing the past couple of years to make them one of the elite uh, you know, trying to get to be one of the elite teams in the NAIA? Uh, yeah, uh, great question. Um, really, we're just kind of focusing on a little bit more on the athletes. Um, it's definitely kind of been one of our priorities, um, definitely something that we've talked about in head coaches' meetings, um, ways that, you know, obviously, you know, it helps because we go out and try to do a little bit of a better job in recruiting um, to get more talented um, type kids. Um, but it's also just about, you know, kind of building – um, an atmosphere on campus where, you know, student athletes will want to come because um, it's not just about, you know, scholarship or it's not just about location, but it's also building a atmosphere where um, successful kids want to come and build relationships and stay, um, especially, in the, you know, in the sports world right now where so many kids are getting up and moving and, and going from team to team or, or from, you know, school to school. Um, our number one priority, um, especially when we talk about in our head coaches meeting, um, about getting successful people and successful kids um, from head coaches, from assistant coaches, but building an atmosphere on campus um, where um, people can be successful. Um, so we, you know, we, we try to do different things um, to kind of build that success. And then we learn, we speak to the athletes, we talk to the athletes about things that they want to see improve, things that, that they want to see develop that can be better and, and try to you know, build off of that. Um, so it's a lot of that is just trying to listen to the athletes um, and giving them a, a platform to kind of speak about developing their university, giving them a voice on campus to kind of um, be happy and believe in where they're at. Because, you know, that was one of my number one priorities coming back even when I was an assistant was, you know, building a program where people want to be and something that they want to be a part of even after they graduate. Because a lot of times, especially on the lower level, um, NAI, um, Guys graduate, guys move on, and then they, 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 they lose that connection to their university um, or they lose their connection to their program. Um, so it was one of my number one priorities, and it's definitely grown um, with not just basketball but uh, a lot of the sports here on campus. Um, I know football does their annual um, alumni retreat where they, they bring all the alumni back, and, and you know, I think that's definitely done a lot for their program. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's just about building an atmosphere where people definitely you know, want to be around, be a part of, um, I think that just helps. And then when you have successful teams, you know, we're willing to talk about, you know, what, hey, what are you doing that allow you to be successful? And, what, you know, what can I do to change or grow or be better? And um, so I think it's definitely helped a lot because we have a lot of good head coaches here on campus um, that, you know, have great relationships with each other um, and willing to, to sit down and have conversations about, you know, what I'm not doing well or what I can do well. Um, because although we all play or coach different sports, um, we all kind of deal with some of the same issues um, from the day-to-day -day type stuff. So we just try to lean on each other as much as we can and then learn and grow from each other as much as we can.
Absolutely. Hey, at the end of the day, we all have that green W on our chest. Uh, you know, I, of course, when I'm here, I try to stay neutral, but I think Weber is absolutely moved in the right direction, and you are proof of that. Coach Rutledge, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day again, uh, coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. Good luck the rest of the season. If you have anything else you want to add, uh, Mike is all yours. If not, all good, man. Yeah, I just want to thank you for allowing me to be on the podcast. Um, I think what you're doing here is very special, um, not only growing this the Sun Conference, but um, just building the, the brand for the NAI um, as a whole. Um, so I definitely want to see you keep doing what, keep doing what you're doing. Um, you're doing it very well. Um, so I'm excited to see not only your development, but also the development of you know the program and the platform. Awesome, Coach. Thank you so much. Have a good one. And y'all have a good one as well. Thank y'all for tuning in. Hope y'all enjoyed the episode. We will be back next week with a couple more episodes. Y'all have a good weekend.